Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of the Bucketheads podcast. This is Connor and I'm coming at you from outside of the Jerome Schottenstein Center right after Ohio State men's basketball's media day, which pretty much was a a setup where they had all the players set up at tables, two players to a table, and then at the end um, we got to talk to Chris Holtman for a little bit. He spoke for about half an hour. Um, I do not have audio from the few players I spoke to. I talked to both Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale. Um, talked to Justice Suing for a moment, um, spent some time talking to Bryce Sensabaugh, but they had two players to a table, so um, if we record audio, it's kind of difficult to isolate one of the guys when the other is talking right next to him. But we do have about half an hour of audio from Chris Holtman, um, who talked about a lot of stuff, talked about NIL, um, how kind of his relationship with athletic director Gene Smith changes um, based on NIL, talked about Justice Suing, really touched on almost every player in the ro- on the roster in some way, shape, or form while he was talking to the media. Um, he was asked about expectations and preseason polls and things like that, and he kind of just shook his head and said, we're, we're not about that right now. We're, that's all just talk. We're going we're gonna to work and, and let the talk keep talking. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking, speaking of talking. Here is half an hour of audio with Ohio State head basketball coach Chris Holman. All right, good to see everybody. Uh, thank you for being here for another year. We appreciate you guys covering our program, and uh, thank you for telling the stories of our players and this this team, Team 124 in the history of Ohio State basketball. So we're excited to get the uh, get the season started here. This is, you know, preseason is talking season, uh, but it's really about the the work, the quiet, lonely work here. So we're excited to get started with that. I'll go ahead and open it for questions here. Yeah, Coach, uh, I think everyone's wondering about Justice, obviously missing all the two games last yeah. season. Can you, can you tell 
years in that he's even better than he was the last time Buckeye fans got to see him? Where is he in his progress in coming back? And do you think he could be the player that he was before or even better? Well, the last time we saw him, he wasn't, he wasn't real good. It was that was Akron. He struggled in that particular game. So uh, I think Justice looks great. Um, he looks great. And um, he is healthy. Um, you know, I think he's a young man who's, who's, who's anxious. He's anxious to get out there. Um, he's anxious to, uh, to be healthy, and he really wants to stay healthy. And uh, for a kid like him who had a whole season taken away from him, with the exception of that one game, uh, you, you really want it for him. He was a really important part of our team um, that was a two-seed in the NCAA tournament and had a good year, and he was going to be a really, really important part of last year's team. So. Uh, he'll be a captain. We're excited about uh, what he's going to be. In terms of the, the freshman class, obviously, like on paper, in terms of the, the rankings, it's your best class you've had at Ohio State. Uh, but I'm wondering, beyond just that, now that you've had time with them, uh, what else kind of stands out about them and makes them maybe special compared to the class? Yeah, I think we have four four freshmen that um, are all going to um, they're all going to play. They're all going to play a role in this group for sure. Um, Bruce, Roddy, Rice, and Felix. Um, are all capable of helping this team and playing. Uh, they'll go through some ups and downs. They'll have some challenges, but uh, all four are going to play. You're going to see them a part of every game um, for sure, and we're excited about that. We're excited about the potential of that group for sure. We're going to see Rob Chris, along those lines, how much do you have to been through this before? How long? How much do you have to hear back? Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been more than we've ever had to do, to, to be real honest with you. Maybe with the exception of our first year when we, you know, when we were implementing a different you know, coaching style, a different system. But um, it's been more than I've ever had to do you know, uh, with, with, with this number of young guys. And, and it's not just that they're young guys. It's that they're young guys that we're going to count on to play. So I think speeding up their development, we were just talking about it in film, uh, there are there are things that probably we can't see right now even that are going to happen in games and we're going to scratch our heads and say, where did that come from? Well, it's an experience. And you try to project and get ahead and see as much as you can uh, some of the things that are going to come up, but we know there's going to be moments that are going to be head-scratching uh, with those uh, with the, just the general inexperience that those four are going to have. But if we, you know, if we can play them through that early in the year, we're excited about what it can be. They do. I think, um, you know, right now the focus is, is trying to get them ready. So I'm not thinking necessarily about, uh, you know, opening night as much as just getting them ready. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, again, it's an, I, I've not coached a team that's probably counted on four freshmen as much as this group is going to. Um, and, uh, again, there are some real positives to that. And, you know, what can we grow into if we, if we encounter some bumps along the way, what can we grow into? But, um, I think there's a mixture of feelings. There's certainly some, some anxiety, but it's certainly some excitement too. The uptick you've had in recruiting, yeah. um, you guys got better at it. Is it proof <laughs> in the pudding? Is it? Guys in the NBA, is it NIL? Um, but you, you're stacking now. 
I would say um, it's a combination of, of all of those, maybe with the exception of, of NIL. I think we'll see that in the beginning part, but that's not been promised to, to any recruit. I think the, um, the uptick tick in recruiting has been really a collaborative work. I think we have a tremendous staff, um, and I would begin with that. I think we have a staff that has really worked at it. Um, listen, Clay, I'd be, be lying if I, if I said that the NBA's um, success of, of two guys being drafted, uh, Dwayne also being in the NBA right now, didn't play a role. It's played a major role. It was certainly a question. Uh, you're always going to get that question from recruits. Who have you as a head coach and as a staff produced in terms of uh, draft picks or first-round draft picks? So the success of Malachi and EJ being a three-year guy, Malachi being a one-and-done, no question plays a role. Uh, but I also don't want to minimize the tremendous effort of, of our staff. Um, and you're right. It is, it's clear that these, this class on campus and the one we hope to sign here in a few weeks um, is – um, is is the best uh, it's been. It's exciting. Uh, you talk about the freshmen, but this is just a young team all around because you walked into a locker room with only two players that ever put on a Buckeye jersey. Sui, I guess, did when he didn't play last season. Yeah. What is that like and where is this team? Well, I think it's to be determined. Like I said, this is, you know, I could sit here and talk, but this is really about the, the quiet, lonely work of every day and figuring that out and growing together. We certainly did some of that this summer, but um, we're, we're still defining what our group's going to be like. And I think more than any team I ever had, that'll be uh, defined and will probably be pretty fluid as the year goes on, uh, provided we can stay healthy. Um, and that has certainly been a question with, with our group. Uh, I think the uh, the involvement of this group, how how this group evolves, uh, can be really exciting. Um, but I think we're, we're determining that on a day to day. We'll see how this group works over an extended period of time, and perhaps in a month or two, I'll have a better answer. This world of the transfer and not just losing players but gaining them. Do you think this is kind of the future of college basketball? Walking into the locker room every year, and how much does that change your coaching? Yeah, what I would tell you is is most of college basketball has realized what I think sports world is starting to realize with college football. Listen, the transfer portal has been the transfer portal for years for college basketball. Um, it just has been – there's been an uptick in the last 10 years. There's been – I mean, I talk to coaches on the road. They have 11 and 12 new players. And I talked to an SEC coach who's got 11 new players. He had 10 new players last year. It's, it's not unique to any specific program. It is the way the sport is now and probably will continue to be. And uh, that's why I appreciate you guys being here because you get a chance to share the stories of this new group, three transfers and a bunch of freshmen. Um, and hopefully our fans can embrace them because they're, they're a fun group to be around. Big part of it, Adam. We have not been good enough defensively the last two years. We have just not. We have we have we have not been good enough, and um, I think we have been tremendous offensively. Um, we've been really really efficient. The numbers would back that up. Uh, two top fifteen 
um, teams offensively, but we have not been good enough off, uh, defensively, and we weren't good enough on the glass either last year. So you combine those two things, um, and there's uh, inevitably a ceiling. Um, so I think uh, more, a uh, little more athleticism, uh, more versatility, um, some a little more length at the rim. Um, I think were all things that uh, we needed to we needed to address. Because uh, certainly you, you cannot have a, a poor offense. you got a ceiling if you have a poor offense, for sure. That's the reality. And just like it is in college football, in college basketball, now you have to be able to score. But uh, we, need to, we need to have considerably more balance in terms of what our numbers have been. And, you know, for, for three of our, our five years, uh, we have been very good defensively. We just have not been the last two years. Yeah, we're, we're um, I think we are more versatile. We have um, a, a, a number of guys kind of in the middle of what you would say your lineup, those two, three, four positions that are pretty interchangeable. And um, their skill sets differ some, but they, um, they all can dribble, pass, and shoot they, uh, to varying degrees, and they, they give us a, a, a bit of athleticism there. Um, we have a couple bigger guards, a guy like Roddy and Ice are bigger guards. Um, obviously, Bruce is, is a man at, at a young age. Um, but I think that versatility is really critical for us and been critical for us. Uh, both defensively and offensively. We do not have, you know, the elite scoring right now of a 19-point scorer like EJ was. Um, we're hoping some guys can grow. Um, so we'll have to have that, I think, with a mixture of guys and perhaps more balance across the board. Chris, uh, after that, the Dodgers referred to themselves as blue guys. Now, as you're putting together a new team, does that make things easier for you or more difficult? Well, I'd be curious who said that. I don't need a team full of glue guys. Um, so I'd, I'd be curious who all said that, but it's, it's uh, good for certain guys to recognize their value um, and what they bring and the fact that they connect uh, a group of, of sometimes a glue guy gets a, gets a bad rap uh, in terms of maybe having less uh, talent and ability. Um, you certainly need some really critical guys that connect the group. Uh, Kyle has been that and was that for a number of years here. Uh, but you also need some guys that are going to stand out as well. So um, it's good that guys have uh, recognized their value in that area for sure. And then looking at the makeup, it seems like you could see more uh, pass plays with guys that rebound and then move the I think, yeah, I, I certainly expect us to be able to move better. Um, you know, we really in some ways played a, and I want to, you know, we, we evolved uh, with EJ, but he was a, a bigger guy kind of at the, uh, the power forward spot, almost kind of a traditional power forward. And his game grew and evolved. Uh, now it's going to be a little bit more four guards uh, around one big guy um, is what we anticipate. So um, we'll see. You know, I, I think we've worked on some things here in the offseason that have allowed us to play with more pace and a little faster. Um, 
And uh, again, I'm excited about the improvement that we feel like we are, and just in terms of our athleticism, um, you know, that's exciting. Yeah, you know, Patrick, I think the the trip was important. Uh, they spent a lot of time in the summer. I think getting away, there was a facet of that that was important. Um, the, having two games that tested us in certain ways was maybe the most important thing because we were able to go come out of that saying, okay, maybe some of our ideas that we thought about certain guys in terms of what their in impact could be, uh, boy, he can impact a little bit more uh, against – we played strong, older men over there. Uh, in the competition, while it wasn't the Big Ten, listen, uh, the Big Ten's been the best um, league in terms of depth in, in basketball the last four years. So maybe it wasn't Big Ten competition, but it was a good competition. So it allowed us to come out of it with some, some answers. And I think for a team that understandably we have a lot of questions, it was nice to come out of it with some answers. Yeah, well, I let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Players voted on captains uh, yesterday, so I guess I've uh, kind of let. I have not told the players yet. So, um, just can we just keep it in this room right here? Okay. Um, but yeah, justice will be one. Um, uh, so we'll 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 vote. I'm sorry. What was the other part of this? Yeah, you know. Um, both kids are great kids. Zed uh, and, and Gene both have a, they have new roles with this group. Uh, having said that, they both played uh, important minutes on an NCAA tournament team in a 21 season, so they have experience under their belt. They just they don't have it in the sense that they have have played kind of the front line roles. Um, uh, and I think there's going to be some things expected of them both in leadership um, and in their daily performance this year. That, that will be new for him, and I'm anxious to see how those two handle it along with Justice. Yeah, you know, that, that question comes up a lot, and we talk about it as coaches, and, you know, the question comes up when we're talking about, you know, a Purdue, how are you going to guard Zach Eady? Well, there's one Zach Eady in the country. Um, there's not a bunch of guys that look like him. Um, but I do think there's a way in which you um, have to maybe play a, a team that has um, a big guy as unique as that, as you, as you would. There, there is a different, certainly different styles in the Big Ten. I think there's a consistency to the way um, maybe Big Ten rosters are built. Um, we have traditionally have a few more big guys in our league than in other leagues. Um, but I think you've seen some teams now um, move, you know, I, I know I, you've seen some teams in our league maybe because they've been frustrated with um, with not advancing as far as they've wanted to. They'd, they'd have gotten a little more versatile and a little more athletic. So I think you'll see that, that wave uh, in the Big Ten for sure. Months 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, you know, I think it's a lot of conversations. Uh, if you come into one of our practices and you come to a post-practice, you're probably going to see most every day me sitting in one of those chairs with one of our freshmen with my arm around him um, after he struggled in a practice. You know, I think you really have to normalize struggle for young people um, when they're trying to do something really hard. Um, because I don't, I think if you don't normalize it, um, you're setting them up for failure. So as, as, as our, as us leading them, we have to normalize struggle as much as possible. And then we have to challenge them with the right response. And, uh, the good ones figure out a way to respond the right way. Malachi found a way to respond the right way. You have a choice in those situations. When you're struggling in the midst of a game or when you're struggling in the midst of practices and you're struggling over and over to respond the right way, he did, um, and and saw the benefits of it later in the season. But there will be a lot of private conversations. Uh, we've tried to do that on the front end, but normalizing struggle is a big part of it. Because of NIL, yeah, I think you always want to have those conversation in that in that alignment. But um, in something as fluid as NIL, um, there were a lot of conversations in the spring uh, that I had with with Gene and, and with Ryan uh, about just sharing stories. Um, hey, what is happening on the front lines in your sport? Let me share what's happening on the front lines in my sport. Let's both share that with Gene. Um, so that we um, can have an understanding of the direction he wants us to go when it comes to that. So there's no question. Um, something just came up this week where I'm, I'm, I need to call him and have a conversation um, and kind of get his thoughts. So absolutely. For Sean, yeah, Sean's, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think sometimes you, you see that you immediately kind of look at comparables maybe to the guys here that have been in the past, but Sean's different. He's a different player than um, the guys we've had. I think he's looking to, you know, expand part of his game, but he also understands his greatest strength is going to be the fact that he has to be guarded um, almost all over the floor. Um, he does have some ball skills that I think are good. Um, positionally, defensively, he has to, he's good. He has to continue to grow in that area. But he's got a game um, that I think is maybe a little bigger, maybe than, um, maybe than even what people think. And I think, most importantly, uh, he's been a consistent scorer at, uh, in a terrific program for a couple years in a great league, and that's going to help us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
mentioned a couple of times just how the basketball has been changing since I just wanted to ask you, like, how exactly how has your your coaching style not only on the court but off the court changed since not only you got to Ohio State but when you started yeah, I think you're constantly trying to uh, improve, number one, and uh, figure out what maybe your blind spots are and areas that you got to continue to grow in. Um, and it's really even more important as the game changes. And our game has experienced more change in the last five years than any time I can remember. Um, uh, some of it's been the rule changes, um, and some of it's just um, – some of the some of the challenges you have as as you're learning and growing uh, and learning how to to coach young people, but um, I, I think it's one of those things where every off season you're kind of looking at it and seeing okay hey what did we do well and uh, what can we do better um, and uh, that's a that's a constant process for someone like myself and our staff who are trying to be lifelong learners. They will be on the floor together. Isaac and Bruce will be on the floor together uh, for sure. I, I would anticipate that because I think Isaac has the ability to play uh, the three and then maybe even some like forward uh, kind of we'll have some small ball lineups uh, this year where we have, you know, some kind of six, five and over positionless groups um, uh, that I think Isaac will be a part of that group for sure. Um, both those guys will be on the floor a lot. Uh, they they go at it in practice. It's a great. You got two really strong guys. While Ice is bigger and longer, they are both really physical guys. I think they've enjoyed that competitiveness. But for us to be our best, Stephen, they're both going to have to play together. Yeah, he's been he's been great, uh, Steve. He's been great. I think the the biggest thing for him is, and I've talked about this, is you know Tanner's Tanner's game uh, is built on. He's a terrific cutter. He's a good athlete. Um, he has scored primarily kind of some outside the three, but a lot of it's been inside. And I think he's going to have to continue to expand his game to be the most effective here in these next two years. Um, and I think he's growing in that. He's a really good rebounding uh, guard uh, and wing. Uh, his teammates love him. He has been as consistent of worker as we have had in, um, on our team. And uh, from day one, he has been uh, as consistent as we've had in terms of working. Yeah, no, he's tremendously gifted offensive player and just a really unique, you're, you're going to enjoy watching him um, because he's 6'6", 240, and he just moves. He moves exceptionally well at that size. Um, and he's just a really gifted offensive player. He's biggest challenge for him is understanding all the other elements. And we've got, we've got a, you know, we've got a really 
important two months right now with him, trying to get him to learn as, as much as possible uh, the defensive side. Um, but he's a tremendously uh, gifted scorer. I mean, um, he's just really gifted. Uh, it's fine with me, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> Back in the United States, you guys picked third in the Big Ten. You know, that's so far off, and September doesn't mean much. But, uh, I don't know, that says a lot that you have an unknown roster of disparate parts, and somebody has seen it. And since, say, this team could be the What's your thought when somebody comes up to you and says, you might have to, despite all of the things that could hold you back, it's talking season, right? <laughs> We're about to work. That's talk. You know, you could probably look and see a bunch of other ones. I do think people um, have have liked the addition of our transfers, Steve, right? And uh, and I think they're anxious to see what these four freshmen can can be. And um, but it's it's time to get to work. Coach, I, I know you can't speak specifically on recruitment, so you talk to the recruits, Jake Davey and they Obviously, as, as the guy who hired him, you know, it's obviously... He's in the back. i got to talk about him now that he's in, and he's in the back. <laughs> no, that's okay. All right. Um, he's great. Uh, and Jake knows this. He's treme- It really begins with his work ethic. He's a tremendous worker. And um, just a trem- has a tremendous motor when it comes to working. I think sometimes people forget, young coaches forget the number of hours... A guy like him has to has to be on the phone at night. He's got two kids and one on the way. It's a lot of work, and um, uh, he just is a, a tremendous worker. And he understands uh, Ohio State. He understands our, the culture of our program. Uh, he recruits to that, um, and uh, he's he's been tremendous at building relationships with those guys. And you know, he came from Vandy a couple years ago. We've we've been really thrilled to have him. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, the, the specifics of what of what I can um, speak to regarding that. I, I would just tell you my experiences um, in the past with with LeBron has been phenomenal. He's just been such an incredibly impressive person. That's probably about all I'm allowed to say. So. Talking about Tanner, great worker. He's an everyday guy. He's been, uh, again, one of our most consistent workers. You know, guys don't respect guys that don't work. And um, he's really respected within our locker room because he works. And um, I think that's going to allow him to have a voice in the locker room. You know, whatever that looks like as a new player. Stick to 
Yeah, it's uh, it's Adam. It's one of those things where I've. It is. Uh, it's a conversation you have within your staff. It's also a conversation that I have with Gene, um, in terms of the the vision for building a roster and building a roster moving forward. Because obviously, freshmen are going to take a little more time, maybe than a, a guy that's that's been more seasoned. So I think those are constant conversations you have. Um, even when you get specifics about hey, freshman versus transfer. Um, um, I've had that conversations with, we certainly talked about as a staff with Gene, and um, we've stuck with the model that we believe we feel strongest about, which is, you know, you're always going to recruit transfers. That's a part of it now. There's nothing wrong with that. Universities, the high major level that recruit 90% of their roster as transfers, it, I, you know, it's fine. That's their, I understand why they do it for us. Um, we want it to be mostly freshmen, and then obviously some transfers as well. Okay, thanks guys.